he's definitely, people are still good at controlling each other, Raph. That's what Pan's taught me, which means it is time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting way easier from outside the cage, and it's definitely way easier outside the yellow lines, action-packed wise, the Pan Am's I'm your host, Kevin, with me, of course, Raph Esparza. Raph, you get some good pans in? Uh, you know, I watched a little bit of it. Um, so I want to say very quickly, a very nice thing to everybody who uh, sent in their well wishes or whatever. Uh, I was supposed to go do coverage for them, and then I guess uh, they were over crowded. They were over capacity. Oh, no. Whatever you know, would I have done. Whatever that uh, is. I still think this is weird, and I think this is the the bigger point rather than most other things. The whole really that was an assault on the media because there was a few other things noticeably absent in the first three days of coverage. Were you talking about the commentary? I'm talking about where the f is the press? Does it upset them? Like, do they not enjoy having witty commentary to talk about? Do you think we all? <laughs> I rap. I can't. No, you go ahead. Just all keep right, your. All right. I understand. I, you know, it, it's one thing to uh, allow grappling to just explain itself, but uh, it'd be great if the Super Bowl was just without Joe Buck commentary. I get that sometimes. <laughs> They're not wrong if you're cutting Joe Buck out of the equation, but Granted, I agree with your don't assessment. Have a Joe Buck in the, the Super Bowl is better if it's just silence. Yeah, 100%. That's why you see every major other sport doing that. Uh, <laughs> every, and, you know, it's every, great. The fucking drone league has commentary. I'm not. No, uh, okay. See, this is why. I just got to let you I take know. the course. Because here's the other part is you see video games have commentary. And those motherfuckers are pushing buttons. And I get it. It's hard. It's good hand-eye coordination. I'm just saying, maybe what Keenan Cornelius does with Leander Lowe requires a little bit more, uh, you know, athleticism and maybe explanation of what the fuck they're doing because no, it sounds no, and no. Anyway, listen, that's not the point. I, I want to make it very clear. Me getting in isn't all that important. It's a little inconvenient in the sense that I was like, all right, well, I had booked together this uh, car. I was looking in for accommodations for my puppy. Uh, it'd be nice if I had known a little bit sooner. But I get it. They're they're a little inundated, and I know that it's a very packed area, so I'm not mad about that. What is disappointing, though, and they did offer me the opportunity to take photos, I think, like far beyond or wherever, which, to their credit, uh, would have been interesting because in years past, they have been very angry if I brought like a telephoto lens, you know which is still a weird world. You still would have gotten questions. That you, with the email in yeah. hand, they still would have been like, yeah, you can't have that camera. It's like, it says yeah. it right here. Uh, no okay. kidding. But I, I, for a mere sake of this, of uh, I had told people I would be interested in doing a recap show of it. And it's hard to do a recap show without footage or uh, photos. So you can stand around and talk about it and do all of that. But there are just little things that hinder what could be great news analysis or information uh, rather than just getting a screenshot consistently. So it's not like we don't want to cover pans. It's just it would be nice if we were met halfway, not just from pans, but from news anyone. press as just literally anyone. Hello. It would be great if we just had a, a harmonious sort of uh, ability to do that sort of coverage because I'm pretty sure I'm within my rights on uh, the news analysis side of doing that from YouTube, but we always try to do things on the up and up. So the idea also, like you and I, I mean, I think what we need to do, Raph, is stop making so much money off of their shows. That's what we they've <laughs> seen. They've seen what we're yeah, doing, no and they're on to us. But I will say this: so it is always important for us to categorize what is good and what we do enjoy from pans. Um, when I didn't go cover it, though. I guess what? I have other stuff to do. And Kev, I'm going to ask you a question because mm. you've had these and I didn't know they existed. But for the longest time, I thought weekends were fake. Like right. I didn't know you get to take a day off yeah. and that you can just do stuff for yourself. Yeah. So just think about, you know, how? OK, this will be easy. Saturday when you're normally like gearing up to go to the show and mm. start interviewing people and you're doing some background stuff. Just don't do any of that. Just you're, the day is free. But I thought you always no, have to be no, doing. See, you're already mm -hmm. fucking it up hard. You thought. 
you put effort into the whole no no man you just because i i definitely do wake up it's up to you (laughs) i i thought i was like is there a ufc and it's not happening until london next week which is gonna be a fight pass it doesn't even count right (laughs) it's not on tv (laughs) it doesn't count i just know that I said to myself, all right, well, I'm going to take some time to get shit done for myself because that is something that we do whenever we go cover stuff. So it was fun. It was nice. And uh, I did catch a little bit of it. Uh, but as Kev did mention, without an actual commentator, and I know Sean and John, which, by the way, amazing, Sean Williams, John Evans, but I'm going to just call him Sean John, they did commentary today, one day. Right. The other three days, to the best of my knowledge, were without commentary. You know, John and Combs fought that. Leandro Lowe yesterday in a real fun class. It was fun. It was a great match. I enjoyed it. Thought, and it, thought it deserved commentary because they're both massive professionals. Yeah. That's just how anyway. I felt. I mean, I'm an idiot. Yeah, I know. And you know what? I know these people cost so much money. Oh, <laughs> the commentary. I mean, you know, and I know. Hey, Rev. You know, I mean, this is, again, let's get back to our earlier conversation. We need to stop pricing, pointing them out. We got to stop telling them it's going to be a whole $50. I'll say this for we commentators. We got to use a different phrase. Kev, we got to use a market negotiable. This is the dumbest part, and I don't know that people really understand this because we don't have a ton of commentators. We have a couple, like and seven. they have to do all the gigs. And one of them, two of them are Josh Palmer. Two of them. Right, right. Two of them. He takes all of our jobs. But I think the hard part is people won't take broadcasters seriously until they themselves take themselves seriously. So the fact that there are people who are kind of our Bob Costas or the people who really earnestly try, and there are a number of them out there. Like our good friend Brandon McCatherine does excellent commentary, uh, but he has to – he's relegated to like the South and covering those events. And he's far better than just doing a few shows here and there. I would love to see him do more. I think those are kind of. I'd love to hear the two of you do three days of Pan's commentary, which wouldn't be very difficult to book. Listen, y'all, he and I have talked about it. And uh, we would love to work together, too. You know how much more fun it is if I get to hear you and Brandon talk about an awesome blue belt match I'm watching? (laughs) Like, I could stop notch. But I could really use some friends <laughs> like while I'm flipping around. I'm trying to see my friend Tessa, my teammate, rock ass. And she just crushed it, by the way. She bronze. But here's the dumb part. They won't change a perspective, which is this. Really good media. And this is why all of you guys who bitch about there's no good jiu-jitsu media. They don't exist until you treat them like a priority. A.K.A. A really good talent in other sports is given money to be a broadcaster. I love Karen Bryant. I think she's amazing. She doesn't just show up for free because the UFC invests in her. And she's there expensive. is an she's element. She should be. She should, she's worth every cent. She's not cent doing flow grappling, by the way. That's the point. But we are affordable. <laughs> well, it's not even us. It's just a matter We're of. We're not saying you have to have Karen Bryant, though. Fan. I, yeah, I want to add I'm her just to the pointing list. Out the that idea. would have been way more awesome, too. If Damn you it, understand rap. that good broadcasting talent is in and themselves also a resource like an athlete and you treat them like that as opposed to i don't we don't have the money for uh an athlete uh, or a broadcaster because we don't i mean we don't know it, we just guys we don't have the money we're sorry yes you could and i understand we're all shoestring budgets here etc cetera, etc cetera. however flow grappling gets a certain amount of money to go ahead and air those things Okay, cool. Then also the IBJJF. Um, last time I checked, not super poor. So what I would like to point out here is this. If you don't want them to be a priority, say that you don't want them to be a priority. And more importantly, uh, really get behind the fact that you might be hindering the progress of the sport. And follow-up question, is that something that you want to do? Because maybe they don't give a fuck. Clearly, if they had three days with no commentary, uh, they're not so into it. I'm just saying, make the investment in good talent, and then you can complain and bitch about people like Joe Buck. But at least every year at the Super Bowl, and I would argue this is one of our bigger events in jiu-jitsu, 
it's kind of nice to actually treat those athletes with some respect. And it doesn't have to be me, but guess what? I'm not bad at it. So I think that's what I'm going to say on that. Anyway, long story short, would have been nice to take some photos. Would have been nice to see everybody. Um, And again, we support them. We watched a little bit of it. And we'll continue to go watch some of it. But there is a critical problem in terms of, well, how did three days happen with no commentary? That's just silly. That there is were coaches there ridiculous. that could have picked up a mic. Anyway. It's ridiculous. So there is it's, a UFC I, fight night, London, England. We are it, only s- just beginning our battle against uh, – Ref, can I have an Alex Jones moment? Yes. <laughs> the conspiracy of okay. power in the jiu-jitsu community that is, frankly, silencing us. And hold on. This is a good time to plug Raph and I's supplement. You can't silence us. It's uh, $250 for a pill, and it does not work. You can't silence us. Visit my website. Raph, the corporate elite of jujitsu. Hold on. Has... You're doing it, but you're not committing. So I put my mic far away from me. So oh, you're can, right. I'm not yelling nearly like aggressively. I just – when you guys see the media is getting – in your heads through your Alexas and your iPads. They're in you. Also, <laughs> the IBJJF is just getting in there. Did that make any sense? I don't know. But I am committing and my voice is turning into a frog. And this is a good time to talk about your voice is turning into a frog. The vaccine pills we sell for a small fee. Uh, This is monthly. $250,000. You also can see. You know what? We'll get to it. I want to point out my puppy (laughs) woke up from me doing this. She was beautifully asleep. And it was just like, Dad, are you doing Alex Uh, Jones again? This is the fifth time today. I told you, Raph. Before we roll into an amazing guest, just an amazing guest, Alfred Zing, whom I assume you rub elbows with in the Hollywood elitist circles <laughs> of fucking badass. Like, he's going to be so good at jujitsu before. I, I can already see that, yeah. by the way. And just in general, that's going to be an awesome interview. Before we get to that, I just want to put you on mute real quick and okay. bring a segment sponsored by North South Jiu-Jitsu underwear okay. called let's ask Dana about his son. Uh, right. You know, I cannot have you here. Um, I'm going to go now to UFC president and I'm going to give him a rare moment. I'm just one minute. No prompted questions. I'm just going to say, tell me, are you proud of your son? Like I, he's on the line now. So this is a good time to like warm him up. That's the question. Dana White, your son, one minute thoughts. Hey, fucking dummies. I told you guys, my son is changing the motherfucking game. You, you never told us that. I, I 100% have come on the show 15 times before. And you know, everybody knows that the dummy media from jiu-jitsu, which I've actually <laughs> hey, heard is dumber than MMA. Even, uh, uh, those dummies, you guys don't even know what boxing is. And I know what boxing is because I watch boxing events during UFC pay-per-views. <laughs> That's we saw. We saw. Yeah, we released video of it. It's very funny. Most of the people were like, yeah, that sounds right. But I'll tell you something. My son, whatever the fuck his name is, <laughs> is it in boxing. Or wrestling or MMA, whichever it was. I'm not really sure what it is. But <laughs> I mean, basically, he's already top five in his division. Yeah, that, this is more than what I wanted. Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor. Uh, what's his nuts? <laughs> white. Was something. I mean, his last name's got to be White, right? Be white. I mean, unless I don't know something. I <laughs> is it Damon? There had to. I wrote it down here somewhere. I thought you would know. That's why I thought this would be easy. Well, <laughs> Fervil Tab fans, the one, the only UFC president, Dana White. Oh, I have one problem. Huh. The only thing holding back this boy, you know what it is? Huh. Uh, he's in the 130 category, so he's never fighting the UFC because nobody's uh, watching. <laughs> he's got to put some weight on. To uh, <laughs> that would be uh, does remember his name. Does remember not a marketable weight. That's that's <laughs> yeah, welcome to parenting. With... 
you know, a lot of people are worried that their sons might be gay. I don't care if he's fucking gay. But a hundred thirty pounder. Yeah. Well, thanks for opening up. <laughs> it's appreciated. UFC fans, what's up? The one, the only 130-pound yielding son, Dana White. That's fantastic. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here to recalculate and grab our faculties. Uh, Alfred Zig coming up. Okay, so this week we had a booking, and I'm excited about this booking. It has nothing to do with Over Under Kevin. It has nothing to do with you. This is, I think, a good project that uh, has come to my attention that I really want to get behind. And I hope if you guys have the opportunity who are listening to us right now, you get behind as well. But Kev, what if I were to tell you that you had the opportunity to go have dinner with Kung Lee? Would you do that? Oh, my God. Well, yeah, but trepidatiously, because as I believe uh, has been pointed out, the man is dangerous. Yes. Extremely dangerous. And I but, feel like I, mean, I get lippy I also, about grappling. I mean, I'm just saying. But yeah. I also feel a little bit of fear in letting him choose the destination. Like, um, hold on. Mm. Do, do people know I'm alive there? At least can I like phone a friend and let them know that I'm there? Can I FaceTime them? Uh, anyway, I've had the opportunity to interview Kung Lee, and uh, he's a phenomenal individual. However, we have an individual, a human being, a person, a host. Kevin, let me go down a few of what this guy does, okay? Yeah, this is a list, by the way. Buckle in for the guest list tonight. Here we go. He is the host and uh, producer, creative force behind Martial Arts and Emil. He's an actor, a stuntman. Now, this is where it actually has brackets. He is a stunt coordinator and an action director, which I didn't know those were different things. So news to me. Uh, he is also, in addition to being a host, an attractive human being. That part we'll get so, to later. Yeah, I don't I'm, like all the talent packaged in because his martial arts look good too. But we'll they, they, they look fairly good. But let's go ahead and welcome to the show a friend of ours, Alfred Singh. Alfred, how are you doing, sir? Hey guys, I'm good. Doing well. Excellent. So okay, <laughs> you have this He's humble too. Long, you can hear yeah, his I polished in. <laughs> we have to break him down in terms of <laughs> he was in the Shanghai job. Which is the coolest title I've heard. I've all I've got a long IMDb NCIS Los Angeles, which I think we all as an NCIS community can say is the best one. But more specifically, we're going to get into the Deadliest Warrior later, which is everyone's oh, favorite no. fucking show. Oh no, you guys dug that up. Oh no, Deadliest Warrior had a real oh, run wow. amongst the fight wow. community. It's right before wow. we get flooded. How are you doing tonight? Sorry, I just jumped right in. Raph's been trying to keep me at bay with some of the IMDb oh, stuff. Wow. Wow, guys. Great. You know what? That was a part that was a part of my past that I actually forgot. But that was a great show. Thank you guys for bringing it up. No, everything's good. I just uh just had dinner, had a little pizza, and um uh, talking with you guys now. I'm impressed because you're a person who does enough martial arts where you can have pizza and it doesn't really affect you. Uh so kudos <laughs> to you. Uh, you're training so much. I want to know a few things, but before we get sure. into the deep cuts, I guess I should point out one thing before you go any further, which is you get a little confused in the part where we're like, Hey, this is your IMDB history. And you're like, I don't, I don't remember. Oh my God. How did you forget like, the deadly. This is like, guys, I was, thought guys, I was like, was I need like, to autograph something. That was like 10 years ago. That was like 10 years ago. I think. Well, I like to think that the people that worked on the movie Titanic still look fondly back at it and right. say, what true, a true, glorious true. movie. Uh, and more importantly, you have a, a really good series of credits, none of which that you should really be like, oh, man, that was a different life. I was under the FBI protection at that point. Let's pretend like no, those no, jobs no. never work. But, uh, no, but I am curious. Show. It was a very fun show. You, you have such an eclectic sort of thing where – as someone who does this as well, not the stunt part, but as a host, I understand right. the ability to balance and juggle. But this is a lot to balance and juggle. So why do you do it? Because when I have to add hyphens to what it is I do, I just stop doing it. You got to Right, right, right. 
Well, you know, I think, you know what's interesting? I think um, martial arts, for me, is really what ties everything together. So it seems like hyphen this, hyphen that. But <laughs> at the end of the day, it's, for me, it's martial arts. So the show I'm hosting, Martial Arts and a Meal, obviously, you know, the words martial arts. So I'm, it's, it's kind of a way of uh, promoting martial arts. Also, for me to just go dive deeper into martial arts. And then a lot of the stunt work, um, action choreography. Which, and action can, hold on. Can I, let's hit people with this stunt. real quick. Because this martial arts and a meal, I want to break down at least the components you're discussing. You have a meal with sure. people. You interview them. You really get an interesting lesson out. But in addition to all of that, which is so, you know, Jerry Seinfeld can do that. The rest is the part <laughs> right, right, right. where you get into an extremely terrifying fight oh. with Kung Lee. And, like, it, this is real. So, to me, there's, like, an action movie thriller part of this that comes in. So, that's right, what you're referencing. Right. Kevin, let me address this, just in case you guys haven't seen it. Which, by the way, we'll have a link and all that sort of good stuff for you guys to go ahead and check it oh, out. Cool. But I want to make sure that people really understand the severity of this. So, Kung Lee is a little bit bigger than you. I think that's safe to say, <clears> right? <throat> Yes, that's safe to say. To say. Okay. Yeah, he's pretty, and, pretty rich. And you, pretty can, huge, yeah. you can handle yourself, but under the guise of friendly, hey, I'm going to show you some, well, I'm coming right at you. It's um, <laughs> right, right. It's testing you, and it's making sure that you're doing the right things. I don't know that when I saw that part of you and him, that my brain would have been like, oh, I punch you here, right? Because, uh-oh. <laughs> Oops. I think I got killed. Right, right. <laughs> well... First of all, Kung, let, let me just say, all jokes aside, Kung is an extremely, extremely nice guy. He's an awesome family man. He's a, he's a teacher. He's been a, you know, a martial arts instructor for, for years, even before his you know, UFC career. And uh, just uh, in general, kudos to him. Like, I, I just had a great time uh, you know, working with him. Um, and so I think, I think the show, it's interesting because yeah, we have an interview portion. We, we eat some really awesome food. And then he teaches you know, some moves. And I get to actually use a lot of all of my tools uh from the hosting um from my on-camera experience the the um action directing side and the stunt side you know we we kind of work together to create like a fun little action sequence uh at the end of it like as you guys have seen and so yeah it goes beyond just hosting and producing i'm actually you know putting together the the action sequence and i mean it's a fun one and it's very very simple you know but we put that all together so that it's it's not just like sitting there and talking we got you know, it's dynamic. We're jumping around. We're doing action. We're also teaching, you know, useful information, spreading the, the knowledge and the love, and then also just having a good time. So that's kind of like the, the idea behind the show. And that's what Kevin was mentioning. He was telling me off air. He felt like he goes, it's kind of like com- cars, you know, comedians and cars getting coffee, but useful. Exactly. No, exactly. And I mean, (laughs) that was before I saw the action sequence, by the way, Rab. (laughs) I want to be super clear. I mean, I was like, this is fucking amazing. Especially Kung Lee, you guys have an exchange that is extremely foreign to me in terms of the, uh, the, I mean, hand to hand combat side. I do grappling, much more experience there. You all are doing striking and advanced. And it's a really good beginner lesson, too. But then I saw the action sequence. It was like, holy shit. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I like to um, I like to have a lot of fun with it, and Kung was a, a great sport with it. Um, if you guys watch it, because you know I've, I've followed his career as well, and in the fight sequence, uh, we we intentionally put a lot of things in. Like I try to do like a spinning back fist, which is one of his signature moves, and then I try to do a scissor kick takedown, and he just stuffs me and like bombs me to the ground. So we we try to put in a little like nod to the martial arts enthusiast. At the same time, trying to make it you know exciting and a fun little fight scene. See, this is great. This is I, this is why I love bringing on people to understand overachievers. People, well, too. of course, <laughs> guys, guys, of course. Well, well, Kev, we have we haven't gotten to the real thing that I think is going to make you go berserk in a little bit. Um, but we want to <laughs> go backwards now. I want to ask, okay, where does okay. all of this start for you, man? Because you mentioned you know for yourself, you are a martial artist. And so right, it's been right. going on for years for you. Take us back to what gets you involved in martial arts, how that starts, and then we can start to figure out like how the hell you start to do one of the coolest gigs there is in martial arts from there. Right, right. Well, I think so I'm, you know, I'm doing this show because I think media, movies, you know, any all of these mediums where people are able to see martial arts, that's basically how people 
a large majority of people really get enticed and at least enter the world of martial arts, you know? So for me, it was the same thing. <clears throat> my, my, my dad, he rented a lot of um, Jackie Chan, Jet Li movies when I was younger. And my brother and I, we would just <clears throat> play fight and, you know, we just pretend like we're, we're doing stuff in the movies, you know? And then that just kind of grew and got carried away. And then uh, I started to learn martial arts. You know, I, I did a little bit of, you know, uh, karate, taekwondo, Wing Chun, so like very, very little, like when I was really young. And none of those resonated with me until I uh, picked up Wushu, you know, Chinese martial arts. And, you know, I just felt like that's kind of what the stuff that I saw in the, the VHS tapes my dad would rent or bring home and market. And research. then uh, it just kind of, it, it would turn out, it kind of took off from there. Mm-hmm. It turned out, it just went, went from there. Cause late in 2009, you're in a movie called clowns versus ninjas. <laughs> So oh, I'm not sure we're getting like a full grasp <laughs> of where the stakes over. Okay. I I don't know anything about this movie, but I'm gonna see it. I'm that I assure to, you. I'm gonna put you in the penalty box here, Kev, okay, because I fair. feel like we're gonna have to wait for a certain <laughs> amount of time to expire until you can really go into some of the more hidden gems. I didn't like this kid didn't come on thinking it's going to be a, this is your life. And by the way, we're talking about all the cool shit you've done. Sorry. Versus clouds died. <laughs> we don't have that here, but okay. So you, you, you pick uh, your idea of going into martial arts. It's uh, Chinese, which again is stuff that's, like you mentioned, you might see in the movies, but for me, right. like, I saw the movie Home Alone, but I didn't think I could really terrorize robbers with an elaborate <laughs> right. set of Looney right. Tunes pranks. So now, right. where is the moment that you know that you're starting to become okay. addicted to martial arts? Okay, well, you know, so martial arts and then kind of the film industry, they're, they're closely related, but they're, they're separate. I think martial arts, you know, as far as I can remember, there, there's like little tapes of me as a kid mimicking karate kid and ninjas and all these, you know, and, and all these movies. So I've, yeah, martial arts has just been in ingrained in me. You know, it's just something that I've, I've always enjoyed and it's just been a part of me, but um, I, I didn't think that it would be something that I would go into full time either, like to become a stunt, stunt person or, or whatnot. I actually was on a path. Um, you, I don't know. You guys are going to get a kick, but I was actually doing uh, auditing and consulting for a year or two out or of college. Of what? Of right, ninja right. firms? Of like, I just try to imagine you. It's like not ripping well, off your shirt was, and fighting an accountant. It's like, uh, I was, Alfred, I, I could was, you calm it down? We're just trying to get through the quarterly report. Oh, my God. If you roundhouse kick was, one of our <laughs> clients one more time, Alfred, I swear we will write you up this time. We told you in 2016. You know, it's not an okay goal. You know, after after um, so after, after lunch, you know, you get food coma and, and and whatnot, and then I'm you know I'm I'm counting some various like I'm, I'm doing some bean counting basically, and then uh, I I kind of dozed off, and my manager was like Alfred. She had to like wake me up, and we we were cool, we were cool, but she'd always <laughs> give me a hard time saying like like man, you fell asleep at work. Like come on now, get your act together. And we stayed in touch, you know, after I, I left that scene. And then she sees me doing a commercial where I'm like a Samsung commercial. I'm jumping into a helicopter. We're like flying off of downtown, like, and just, I'm like beating all these people. You know, it's a commercial. Then she messages me. She's like, <laughs> okay, I see why you fell asleep at work. I understand that now. And no, it's, it's great. Like, I'm still cool with a lot of the people that I work with. And they're very supportive of, uh, you know, what I'm doing right now. Wow. For all they know, you actually could have been Batman at this moment. Just like a really tired Batman that like has to deal with it. You're not a billionaire. You just go, oh. It's my so cover. It's my cover. Still has yeah, to make like, rent. It's like, God y'all. damn it. They had that light on till like four in the morning. Like, what? Nobody yeah. talks about the poor Batman. The Batman that doesn't yeah. have a life of luxury to afford. That, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, the, the, the average Batman, yeah, exactly. Not the billionaire Batman, but the average. You know, he has to work for his uh, like his his uh, utility belt equipment. The one that like Superman goes <laughs> like, uh, Bruce, can you just buy that for us for the Justice League? Uh, how much? Because like my credit limit's a little. Like, yeah. <laughs> Guys, 
uh, I'd have to put in a few like overtime hours and it cut into my like crime fighting time, guys. It's, no, you know, no, I mean easy. Clark Wonder Woman. I get paid Friday, so like Friday's <laughs> cool. And I know Doomsday's scheduled for Thursday, but ooh, I know. <laughs> budgeting, budgeting, Batman. Absolutely. One of my favorite parts about the most recent series when he discovers he's rich again. It's like, shut up. Oh, I just want yeah, to yeah. back here again. Okay, I want to steer this back to martial okay. arts and Emil. I want to hear okay. a little bit okay, okay. more about the project side. So anytime you're doing a – this is a lot of moving parts to me. So I'm a little curious about right. where it comes from in terms of what you're you're thinking about. What was the goal conceptually? Because this is a lot of work and it's a lot of – weirdness combined and i mean that in a really <laughs> complimentary way but martial arts thank food you, you. potentially action movies which requires people with talent which not every fighter can also do that by the way talk to well, us it's like exactly like the, the yeah. host would have to fight and then the fighting and the yeah so so basically the show is um i've i've shot a couple episodes right now we've had some really awesome guests um master simon Ree was uh my first episode he's dayhan in best of the best He's like a seventh degree black belt um, in, in Taekwondo and a fourth degree in Hapkido. And, and, um, and I had a Wing Chun master. Anyway, so every episode revolves around a martial arts master of uh, a different background. And then uh, we, we go eat, you know, a different kind of food. And, yeah, the idea came about because I love martial arts. And I also love food. You know, who doesn't like to eat good food? Um, and my, uh, my idea behind it was that you know, everyone eats, everyone likes food. So it also makes the concept a little bit more accessible because I've got friends that are hardcore, really into martial arts. You know, they'll, they'll watch like indie action movies and, and everything. But those people already love martial arts. So it's, it's kind of my way to um, promote the arts so that people outside of it could have, an int- have a reason to get their foot in the door. Like, oh, look, they're eating some really good, you know, Southern Chinese food. Like, okay, I'll, I'll kind of just like take a look and take the bait and check out the episode. And then, oh, look, they're teaching a self-defense aspect. That that relates to my life because what if, you know, just someone comes behind and grabs me or, or whatever, or someone's, you know, being aggressive. I know how to throw a, a hook or I, th- I know how to throw a cross or or whatever, you know. And now, now they have a few self-defense techniques, so now it's relatable to them. So, you know, in long story short, it's just my way of promoting martial arts, and uh, it's just really fun for me. I'm getting to work with people that are have been inspirations for me, and the people that I look up to, and I'm I'm able to learn from them and have a nice um, nice meal with them, and and I think that's just a great great way to you know share the love of martial arts. Can I air my gripes? It's I don't time. have time. No, okay, we got let's couple. let's okay. get them out on the table because yeah, you. okay, we've now we've talked about it. We've we set did, up, we, yeah. It's great. Pl- if you're doing the hosting checkbox, we've plugged. We've now uh, worked our way to background history. So now we're going to get into the deeper, deeper cuts, which is what's okay, wrong with you. Go. So here we go. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Can I can I address my first concern? Uh, and no, sure, it's not sure. that you get privates with these amazing individuals. Like if yeah. I had Kung Lee for about 20 minutes, I would have too many questions and I'd probably be kicked out of the gym so no it's not even that okay the food you guys get it ranges on food porn now i don't want to say that i get jealous but i was watching your show severely hungry and i had very negative feelings toward you i don't know you personally and you have been nothing but wonderful to me but i had a very unfavorable opinion of you because of how good the food looked so is that an issue that you have people getting uh, or addressing with you or am i just someone who uh sees through it well okay so i mean i've actually had people text me pictures like you know, randomly saying, look, I actually ate at this restaurant that you guys did your episode at. So it's, it's actually letting people know about these, you know, great restaurants and it's just exposing more, you know, exposing them to different types of cuisines, different types of food. So yeah, I'm sorry if you watch it late night and you can't go eat there, but no, 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 I am always hungry. So no, yeah, I had just eaten where it's just like, (laughs) Hey cap, that's the thing. I'm always angry. That's me, but replace angry with hungry. And I need this hungry. other part here. Kev, before I let you go on, because we need to address this, I, I have to get it off my chest. 
Are you afraid? Because, yes, I, I hope you're getting a cut of the revenue that these wonderful folks are getting at these restaurants. But are you now <laughs> afraid that when you've combined both martial arts and getting food of an mm-hmm. uptick in violence, specifically martial art violence at these restaurants? <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't think that's something that we're too concerned about. You know, I think, okay, you know, you ever watch a movie and like when someone's eating something, mm-hmm. you know nothing's going to go down while they're eating. Okay. Yeah. You know, it is. Like, if you ever, if you ever want to portray like someone like, like nonviolent, you know, if someone's about to like get aggressive with you, but you're eating like an apple or eating something like, you know, nothing's about to go down. But once he finishes the apple or throws it away, then maybe right. But so I think food is the ultimate like pacifier. So I, I'm not too worried about that. I think he just indirectly referred me as not a threat. Uh, I, I want a whole different. Well, at least way. not not while you're eating. Not while you're eating. I've just addressed. I'm eating all the time. It's an issue I work with, Kevin. I have no further questions at the moment. You may go. I'm thinking of like 20 90s movies where it's like, <laughs> oh, he's right. Every time they're at the food court, I'm like safety. I feel a comfort yeah. that maybe didn't exist. <laughs> like, so. Even I'm looking in my head at like Jason Statham films and him being like, all right. I'll fight you, but first I gotta finish this delicious pudding, which is great, everybody. <laughs> and you have I this is one of my favorite questions to ask guests. We don't get to do it very much. You have a movie coming out here soon? You wanna maybe play? Do I do, uh, do I have a movie coming out? Um... Ready Player One. I just saw the thing. Okay. I love that I no, have I know, I know. <laughs> No, this no, is my guys, favorite uh, job. Yeah. I'm never happier than when okay. I get to just uh, talk about Because I got to tell you, I'm really leaving some things out, including that I've already insulted <laughs> CSI NY, which is your your start. And we're just talking, like, I have a lot to work from acting and, but I thought I'd bring up the movie that's about to come out, Ready Player One. Fair, fair enough, fair enough. Um, well, okay, since you mentioned two two things, yeah, CSI New York was kind of like my first, first, actual stunt gig ever um i got to i got to see and work with gary sinise i was kind of like one of 10 you know martial arts students in a dojo getting tossed around so that was kind of my first like aha like hmm i'm doing some fun stuff there's some amazing like craft services catering food and like i get paid for this wow so that was kind of you know that was kind of like my first first Thing that got me in the door. Just to give everyone exactly. a little bit of a, a heads up. And how old were you at that moment? Research. I I don't remember. I think I was, I don't know, uh, like in, in college or something. So okay. I, I forgot. It was a while ago. You, you also have a very young looking face. So it's very deceptive to try and figure out your age, which I guess was getting me angrier because I was like, I think you might be around my age and I have no excuse. And <laughs> I, I look. I use moisturizer. It's a secret. <laughs> I use moisturizer. A good host who knows he's on camera would, <laughs> of course. <clears throat> yeah, and um, I guess yeah. Ready Player One. Um, I have a very. It's a, it's a very very small bit, and I'm a gamer in it. Um, I, I I'm in the game. I like. Well, actually, wait. I, I don't know how much I can say, but it's a very. It's you know. It's a quick part. It's a quick part. Oh, Jesus. Um, but all I can it just say premiered is... at South by Southwest. The embargo is lifted. Yeah, no, we, I mean, okay. we know it's a game. We're that and, part, and we we're don't definitely... have to pull it out of you. I just watched like 17 trailers. But go on, go on. I feel you, you might uh, yeah. spoil it for us right now, so tell us. Yeah. No, I'm not going to spoil it. No, I, I have. Honestly, Mel Gibson's I'm, in I'm it. A gamer light in someone it. on fire. No, there's no. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I just always assume it's... that's what people are hiding. My bad. I'm all I'm trying to say, I'm not trying to overhype my significance in it, but it was a great. It's a huge checklist for me. Like, Getting to work for Spielberg, that's like kind of like a childhood dream, bucket listing, like, wow, working for Spielberg. And the whole thing was shot on film. And, you know, just that experience was, was super valuable to me. So that is definitely going to go down in my, like, wow, I did that kind of thing. Yeah, I was about to say, anybody having anything to do with the Spielberg film, if I'm in Lincoln right. and I stand mm-hmm. out like a sore thumb except for my beard and facial hair... I feel that I would still live it up and be like, I'm the guy who handed Lincoln the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, no, that was definitely an awesome experience. Well, that's phenomenal. Not so, the okay. coolest, by the way, Raph, real quick. I, and mm. I'm going to hit two. 
Fight okay. or Die, extremely cool series he was in, <laughs> TV series. And one more, one more name that I simply have to bring up, Killer Maid. Some of your more recent work. <laughs> and it's like everything then, uh, I read about your resume. There's no embargo on Killer Maid, but I need to hey. know this up top. Hey, you know what? It's like we're not – there's no discrimination with projects. You know, whatever, whatever needs action – I'm there as long as uh, I'm available. I'm there to you know support and uh, and work on. You are in the baddest um, ass okay. titled films of all time. Like but every I one of these, know, though. We we're bypassing the killer maid. Did she start off a killer maid, or did society make her a killer maid? Okay, well the the, the I heard killer. <laughs> Wait, did you did we just say Killer Maid Kung Lee? No, wait. Hey, um, oh, <laughs> I'm watching no, that I'm not, too. No. I'm just gonna say <laughs> Killer Maid too. That's like when, like, you know, if, uh, like, Vin Diesel becomes, like, the nanny or something, you know, like, Kung Lee becomes, like, the hey. killer-made assassin. <laughs> definitely uh, um, <laughs> But uh, K- Killer Maid, the title is a little bit, I guess, deceiving because it's actually, it's, uh, it was a, a Chinese film that I worked on and kind of translated over. It's more of, like, an assassin made, and it's based off of an anime IP so it's kind of, you know, imagine an anime that's like a little bit eccentric and it's a maid that is like one of the top assassins and it's just like one of the outfits that she wears. <laughs> I'm actually oh, yeah. reading about it right now and it is bad. I was, <laughs> say, said, I was like, oh, damn. up 10%. This you know is where awesome. From. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and this is always our, our absolute favorite in terms of, I mean, you've worked on some cool stuff and that's martial arts related to us, which is the ultimate fascination in terms of being able right. to, to merge those two. It's just, it's extremely yeah, cool. It right. bothers us that you're venturing into our territory as well. This, I mean, first of all, you're not a fat person. I'm more yeah. of a fat person. So it felt like right, food I'm, trying to, you know, been... I'm trying to do more episodes, eat more, you know? Yeah. I've seen you do backflips. I think it's going to take a much more sushi. Yeah, it's it's better. You, you do the... what you do. Kev, I told you earlier, there was a moment that you were probably going to get madder about. And, and it's this I, normally noodle this flipping part- scene in one of these that I'm watching in the back right now because I've well, gotten hungrier. Much Damn it! Okay, in, in most episodes for us, uh, but Alfred is also starting to train jujitsu. Uh oh! Uh oh! Here we Excuse go. Excuse me. Yeah, no, Why? he's he's crossing over oh, the world now. He's gonna start a pod. He's gonna start a podcast. And listen, <laughs> Verbal I, Top, I, where he just podcast. <laughs> Does comedy oh, interviews? Oh. All right, guys, it's gonna be uh, Ready Player Jiu-Jitsu. Oh, I dig it. You just said the three. Like I'm watching that, much like your martial arts in a meal. You get a buzzword. You're up there. So, uh, okay, how how did the whole jujitsu thing start? Because Ugh. I know that a lot of our listeners at this point are definitely perking up because. One thing that mm. unites us is we understand what it's like to fall in love with the martial art, period. Right, uh, right. But you had these other martial arts that you're already good at, which normally uh, makes us kind of like, if we were to look at you like Kung Lee, we go, mm, you're getting too good at too many things. Uh, Breathe. All right, right. Focus that, on your that acting. That guy's got some tools, man. That, guy, you know? that guy's got some tools. Absolutely. So for you, when did you say yeah. to yourself, oh, you know, I'd like to see what this jiu-jitsu thing's all about? Well, you know, um, in okay, so in in college, I was already at a pretty high competitive level for for you know the martial arts that I was doing, like the Chinese martial arts. Um, but I had a, a friend or two. I had a friend. He, he actually kind of looked like Vanderlei and Vanderlei Silva, and uh, kind of, and a that was also one of his. Call that mostly I, a compliment. Tough I was guy. actually just Tough hoping guy. that was code that you actually knew Vandalay Silva and you no, just went, <laughs> no no that was that was not a code no it was just I guess they were just both they they were both bald or something that, that was pretty much probably just it but anyways uh, anyways he was already um, this was when you know this was really really early um, UFC like twenty I mean you know they, they these guys my friends they were watching it you know like UFC one and two and so. They already knew. Um, they already knew some some jujitsu and and whatnot, and so they were showing me a few things, and I was like, "Wow, this is pretty cool." I thought that it was, yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, They're showing me a little bit of wrestling, a little bit of jujitsu, but 
I, I kind of have this mentality that, you know, it's, you got to be good at one thing. You got to focus at, to be, you got to focus on one thing at a time. You mm-hmm. can be good at many things, but you can't be good at them all at the same time. So you can be good at one thing, kind of attain mastery of it, then move on to something else. But if you're trying to do like three or four things, I mean, if you enjoy it, that's fine. But if you want to really get to an elite level on it, I, I think focusing on one, you know, one, one area at a time is, is a better, you know, it helps you, helps me at least sharpen my focus for that one thing. That all I do is eat, sleep, dream about that one aspect. And with that, there's already so many, you know, components that you have to be doing. So anyways, I just wanted to, I, I actually put all the other, you know, I had a lot of interests in other styles and other things, but I put all of that aside so that I could focus on, on, you know, on Wushu on the Chinese martial arts uh, and competing and going to the world championships and whatnot. Then after that, I got into, you know, stunts and uh, film. And so th- those took up my time because I kind of started from ground zero again, just getting my foot in the door, uh, learning, you know, the industry rules and, and who's who and all the, all that, you know, all that. And now, um, I've always enjoyed watching UFC. I always enjoyed, you know, watching, uh, jujitsu as well. And I, I always thought it was really something that I respected because it's like a chess match. You know, it's not just about overpowering your opponent and like using pure strength and, and, and not even, not even just pure strength or pure speed or anything. It's like, it's really the technique and also the, it's, it's thinking, you know, three or four moves ahead. Um, so anyways, I had a lot of respect for it, but, uh, now I'm in a, in a place where I can kind of have this second wave of focus on another style, uh, of martial arts, you know? And so I think it's something that's always been fascinating for me. I just didn't have the, the, the time or capacity to focus on it to the degree that I could respect the art and really go into it. And, uh, now, now it's something that I'm, I'm looking into and, uh, doing more of, and I think it's, also really pertinent for on screen because people really respect and look for the realism, uh, in, in on screen martial arts, uh, action choreography. And, you know, we, we always kind of still have to sprinkle the entertainment value and granted it is a movie. Um, and sometimes you make something look 100% real. It actually doesn't even look that real. People are like, what? That's, that doesn't look real. So you have to balance it and still have the movie mind for it. But if you know the actual techniques, then it, you can add in so much more value to the martial arts choreography that you're putting on screen. The hard part is, is whenever people like to mock, like say a part of a script where they go, Oh, if they didn't do that, then none of that would have happened. And it's like, well, then you would have had the most boring movie in the world. Like most people have terrible ideas when it comes to (laughs) suggesting how a movie gets better. So when I look at it, it's the sort of suspension of disbelief when you're looking at, uh, a fight scene. And so right. to complement what you're saying is there does seem to be a, a demand for jujitsu. When I see John Wick doing a gunoplata, I'm thinking to myself, yeah. this gunoplata. art is getting more beautiful every day. Yeah. Well, there's, there's so much that can be said um, to the, the guys behind John Wick. You know, I, I thought that was an awesome movie and it's because the choreographers, uh, so, some of which, you know, I'm, I'm friends with and they are, uh, you know, they're just, they've, they spent a lot of time doing judo, jiu-jitsu. They're really, they're training all the time. Um, and they understand the martial aspects. So they're not just trying to put in flashy moves for the sake of it being flashy. And a lot of it, they really put to the test, like, would this work? Is this working? Does this make sense? You know? So anyways, I, I really respect that movie. And I, I like that style as well. going to interrupt you here. You just said that they're your friends. No. Well, Mm-hmm. They're all, we're all in the same we're all in the same industry. A mm-hmm. lot of us have you know worked on worked on some things. I mean, I um, things you know, like I, cool movies on, titled uh, Dragon <laughs> Blade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going back to school. Noteworthy, <laughs> Kevin. You were never officially released you, from the penalty box. <laughs> what do you What do you What do you guys know about Dragon Blade? What do you guys know about Dragon Blade? <laughs> I know it is fan bar none. The best titled sequence, but it's a Jackie Chan something is what I'm gathering. <laughs> it's like, it is a Jackie Chan something. It is a Jackie my dream of becoming Jujitsu John Wick. Listen, it's ruined. <laughs> I want to. I want to point this out. John Wick is one of my favorite movies. 
I think of all time, if not especially the past decade, there is an episode where I went to see it and I spent 10 minutes of this show just talking about that. Nothing else. I just yep. said, Kevin, yep. give me 10 on John Wick um, <laughs> because it combines my love as you, Dev, I'm sure, for uh, entertainment and movies and cinema and fighting and choreography and martial arts and the fact that you understand it now. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess what I'm saying to you is you don't have a lot to work with in this regard, but like, could mm-hmm. you make me a jujitsu John Wick? <laughs> could I make you? Well, <laughs> I mean, give uh, you know what? You know what he's, th- he's thinking about it, right? He's like, logistically, yeah, I think I could coach you into some scenes, which is what you want to work with. And listen, I know that people might understand the difference between how you and I look when you stand in for me on a few of these scenes. <laughs> But suspension of disbelief. We just covered it. <laughs> the back they, they got some. They got some high end face replacement these days, you know. So oh. that that we we could work with that. We could work with that. That's I'm just saying. I have one dream in this life. Actually, I have many. But for this particular episode of the podcast, I have one dream I've ever had in my life, and that's to be the jujitsu John Wick. And I feel it's a very difficult to achieve thing until today. When we brought you on, I didn't think it was achievable. But we started talking to him, and I feel like it's a real thing. Kev, you know, I know we want to start winding things down, but I do want to yeah. say this. And I haven't even asked him what he did on Dragon Blade yet, which is what was my well, second. Kevin, you just brought like up an important coolest thing, title dude. I've ever heard for a movie, by the way. An Rap, important Dragon Blade. I mean, I got to work on my action movie. Sorry, go on. An important element of hosting is you don't just say you're going to ask a question and not say it. So we're going to get to yours in a second, but I tease something that I need an answer to, which is mm-hmm. jujitsu. You are a gold yeah. medalist. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. How did we buy <clears throat> what part of your story? Are you not telling us where you just go like, oh, I mean, I, I did it and then I'm in the movies. Cause and, like what? <laughs> what, 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 what do you mean, guys? Something mean? happened in 2009 at the World Wushu Championships. Maybe? Question. Yes. Kevin, yes. raise your hand on the show if you have a gold medal no, from your respect. Action. I'll read, this, I'll read what's going on. Kevin doesn't raise his hand. Raph doesn't raise his hand. So, guest who has one. <laughs> Alfred raises his hand <laughs> for, for a gold it's medal. And well, that that, that was, yeah. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. you go ahead. First American oh, to do so. It. So this is a big deal. That that was yeah. That was definitely. Uh, a, I mean, it was a, a huge, amazing. It was like a, a highlighting moment of my life. You know, something I had achieved, something I had worked towards, uh, pretty much my entire life. You know, ever since I watched the first martial arts movie that I'd seen, and I wanted to get into that. And since my first competition, you know, where I won a silver medal, and then slowly advanced to like gold medals on the local scene it, it was always my my dream to really represent the u.s uh in wushu and then i was able to compete at the world wushu championships um and 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 win a gold medal and in um in yeah in in what i was doing it hadn't been done by an american before because the the sport is largely it was created you know in china and largely dominated by asian countries so for me to be able to do that was definitely, yeah, it was definitely amazing. But sometimes I do, you know, it was, it was many years ago. So I, I feel like I don't, I, you know, it's, I, I feel like it's like, I don't try to harp on it, but it's definitely something I'm very proud of though. No, one, no one's asking you to harp, harp on it. it. Just, <laughs> we brought it up. We forced you to I mean, say, I, I know, couldn't but, even get you to read the title out loud. Uh, no, you're uh your humbleness is, I'm sure, partially what launched the last ship into its success after you appeared on it in 2016. <laughs> Look, we're going to talk about a lot more, and we have a lot to talk about with Alfred Zang. Everyone does. In the meantime, everyone on this show, we have to send him back. I mean, the guy is working on like 17 different projects. As we speak, he's released six more things on his IMDb, and I don't have time to get to that Like since this conversation started. Martial arts and a meal, wushu mm-hmm. kicks, subscribe, and then they all just pop right up on YouTube. Support it. That's all awesome. you have to do. You just have to watch it to support it, which is, again, unfair with your bullshit and your overachieving, but that's going to be part two when we bring you back and chat with you eventually and, and convince you to come back on Verbal Tap. Awesome, awesome. Guys, guys, I'm, 
I'm going to do, I'm doing a, a project in China uh, featuring a lot of MMA, you know, type action. So that's something I definitely love to share after I come back from and, you know, hope, look forward to talking to you guys again. Tease accepted. Tease in accepted. the meantime, I want to put this out there for you guys because uh, we haven't really talked about this, but I know Alfred, he's putting so much of his passion into it. And I thought one thing that would potentially be cool is if you guys in the grappling community send us who you think you'd like to see on the show. I mean, he seems to travel around a bit and he's already uh, proven he, he has great conversations with individuals. But I think his aim for all of martial arts is similar to the one that we have for grappling. So send us in at Verbal Tabcast who you think would be good to appear on a show like that. And don't say Gary Tonin. Or Craig Jones, way higher. Like we need you to think inside and outside the box logistically here. Actual entertaining human beings. Like that's what we're looking for. But more importantly, I think it'd be really cool to uh, get the opportunity, especially now that you're starting to understand more and more about uh, the world of grappling. I think it'd be really cool. So uh, I don't know if that's something that would help you, but uh, I would love to see our community get very much behind this. As we lobby for one of our own. Absolutely. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we'll we'll chat. There's a lot of <laughs> no, 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 no. I thought I thought I was. Hey, guys, I thought I was done. No, no, absolutely. Thirty, thirty, kind of in the works, like in my mind at least, uh, to definitely put oh. um, grappling and jujitsu into one of the episodes for sure. One hundred percent. Beautiful. Yeah, and I feel like yeah, we like, can do we'll our part in. Uh, <laughs> suggesting some of those people because we're happy to put you in touch with some of the folks that we know raf has a head that would be great that would be absolutely great yeah you and nate harris i can already see it's way too many good looking people in the same place all right alfred zing you're amazing we will chat with you again sir everyone martial arts and me thank you so much guys What a podcast. Uh, tons of fun. Alfred Zig and I have a lot to talk. I mean, as uh, I was screaming as we had to get off the phone with him, we didn't even get to ask you any questions about Deadliest Warrior. I yeah. watched that show so much. There was a lot of people. They did an excessive amount of scientific replicas of super obvious things. <laughs> it was like, what happens when a brain gets shot? So, well, let's see. Let's let's throw it under the microscope. Well, let me throw it in my 1993 simulator for and graphics. He was, yeah, this was, oh, yeah, this is a few years back. Uh, so the fact that he played a role in like three of some of the more awesome ones, like fuck off. It was a small ensemble. So he must've been crushing. Um, we have got to talk to more people that are doing these shows. Like we are two for two between the last stand. And now, uh, Alfred Zing was amazing. Raph, I cannot stress how much people need to check out him mildly eating. I mean, mildly eating martial arts and real. Shout outs. Do we have anything to wind down with? No, we did everything. We're set. It's shout outs time. My friend Shabal is uh, here. Hold on. I'm real quick. over the shout out. Oh, yeah. I wanna, I'm want to. i going to race down these. Let's do these in like a minute because okay. like there is some stuff to talk about. Do it. Uh, okay. Lovato has a match. Guess against two. <laughs> Who? John Salter. It's going to be fucking epic. It's going down Bellator very soon. So. I actually, April, he's, he's crazy. He just fights all the time. It's unbelievable. Next. Okay, so Mackenzie Dern actually does over 1 million people tuning in. She was the main reason people tuned in. She was bigger. Yeah, she was bigger than, well, spoiler alert, the whole rest of the fucking call. Yeah, okay, guys. uh, Sorry, I can't be uh, Mackenzie Dern, but you guys, you're the real heroes. Okay, yeah, okay. Everybody. Portuguesa. Portuguese, everybody. I love you all. You are Petro Pisa to me. I don't know if that's a word. Okay, yeah. Next. <laughs> I'm so glad that you're just doing this. Uh, Gunnar Nelson does beat it. It's amazing. Uh, <laughs> hey, I want to point this out because it might be a thing, Kevin. Hmm. Um, Conor McGregor and GSP. I, I, come on. Like, let's give it one more week and then let's do an episode only about that. That's <laughs> not because I, I saw it and I was like, in the works. Like, yeah. 
how in the works in the works to where we can do an exclusive podcast where we do a 30 minute interview <laughs> Connor, 30. hey you keep us posted ufc we are on standby but my flags are up canada and irish flags specifically and i think the only other one kind of worth noting kev next <laughs> <laughs> Good job. I'm glad you're there. Uh, <laughs> <Rest> <laughs> you're leading you into it. <laughs> line. Uh, we, you don't have a line. 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 <laughs> I think that's going to do it, except for this last little one, which is the UFC planning Whitaker versus Romero, too. Thank God. That's it. That was really what happened with news this week. Number one. But, hey, that's going to take us to the shout-outs. I already started with the friend, and I'll, I'll just jump off the rest of the cliff to the uh, Jubera crowd, just being extremely helpful. Got uh, yeah, my man, Andrew Vu, who's – there's a lot of really helpful people just taking their time. I, I shouted out Wit a few weeks ago, but they uh, are taking their time to teach someone who's been out a little bit and remind, hey, Kevin, you're doing some dumbass things. Grab the, don't, you have to grab the lip. What are you doing? <laughs> so it's like a super old, but they don't do any of the tone. They just educate and instruct. So that's uh, props out to the Jubera crew who are also kicking some ass. I got to watch our man Eric, the Cobra Co. Fight a little bit at pans. I turned on, luckily, to his match because no one was saying the names out loud or maybe <laughs> directing people on how they could view. I literally stumbled upon Low and Combs just out of pure fucking luck, and I was so mad. I was like, are you kidding? This match is coming up, and you're not. Oh, fuck you. I just saw John walking, and that's why I tracked it back to six like a goddamn Pan Am's flow grappling scientist. Raph, that's going to do it for me. Well, let's see. Uh, let's go in first. Shout out Christos Yagos, who Yagos! won over in, I believe, it's one of the countries. I don't know which Socialist one. Socialist something. Kind of, I don't, don't know. Either. But he won an ACB over the weekend. Very dominant performance. I got the chance to roll with him, I want to say, back in December. And he was like a madman. I mean, he's a tough role to begin with. But his stuff was just getting so much better, dude. He He's so much more smooth in the way he attacks. And he's an amazing athlete. So uh, major props to him. Also, if you guys are in the Southern California region, there's going to be a grapple-thon going on over at Systems Training Center Hawthorne. I believe it's Friday. The 16th probably starts about 6 p.m. It's going on for 24 hours. At some point, I should be making an appearance there. So please come through. It's a great cause. It goes for uh, Marcus Kowal's son, uh, liamslife.org, which is a nonprofit that I think you guys should definitely look more into. Uh, I also want to shout out the LA Jiu-Jitsu Club. LA Jiu-Jitsu which had some amazing training over last week. Again, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, it is 8 a.m. And Tuesdays and Thursdays, it is at noon, having some killers going through and training there. I also want to give a shout-out to Valley Martial Arts Center. Back. My Lucy home gym. To the I mean, Lucy. Okay, so a little, little bit of uh, behind the scenes. I am doing a shout-out. Finish your fucking shout-out. Also, trying to fucking feed her because she understands I'm on the podcast. God damn it. She is really not okay with it. Lucy, give me a second, okay? I'm at the. Where did your cup go? Ref, we don't have this kind of time. Jesus Christ. Okay, Valley Martial Arts Center because I got the ability to teach over the past weekend. (laughs) It was phenomenal. Eat. She like breaks the glass. It was a lot of fun to get to teach there. And uh, we actually have an awesome seminar that's going down tomorrow night. Uh, If you guys hear this, it's Monday night. So I don't know when you're listening to it. But if you are listening to it and it's a Monday, it's tonight. If it's in the future, well, I'm sorry you missed out. A great opportunity. Uh, An individual just took, I think it was third over at Pans over the weekend. Uh did amazingly let me go ahead and get the name for y'all because it's amazing it's yuta shamida is coming in and he is doing a workshop with us at 8 p.m over at valley martial arts center and you know what kev thanks everybody who's been watching 
my talk show. It's awesome. I hope you guys are enjoying it. Go to earlylatenight.com. Follow me, Early Late Night, on Instagram, on Twitter, on what is it? Snapchat? No, I'm not on that one. But follow us on Facebook. And if you guys would be so kind, check us out on Patreon. You can find a link to that at earlylatenight.com. Become a subscriber because I'm going to get some really good interviews coming up. And I would love to see you guys be a part of it and support because that money goes to help us produce the show, uh, helps us to pay the writers, helps us to give you, I think, an experience that is unlike any other talk show on the internet and kev that's gonna do it for me hey uh strong recommendation over here the first episode is great that's gonna do it for us tonight here at verbal tap i'm kevin thank you for listening good night and good fight shut up Lucy. you have dialed has been changed. The new number is, please note, the new number is